Hello, everybody. Turn this up in our headphones, Charles. Ooh, okay, turning it up. Hello, 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 everybody, one and all. Welcome to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles, and with me today, as always, is my lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friends, Charles. Yes, we use the plural friends again today, everyone, because we have a very special episode prepared. We have returning to the podcast is our good friend and fantasy blogger, book reviewer over at the Book in Hand blog. We have Sam. Sam, thank you so much for being on the show. No, it's really good to be back on the show. So, yeah, hi. Hello. Sam is going to recommend some fantasy books for us today. But before we get into that, I just want people to know that they can find Sam over at thebookinhand.com. It's a tremendous blog where she's read all kinds of speculative fiction novels, and she's left her comments there. And then she has a terrific presence over on Twitter as well that you definitely do not want to miss at the book in hand blog did i miss anything sam is there anything else we need to mention before we get going uh no i think you could be all the blog <laughs> and then but that's yes. about it yeah on insta too right sam Is yeah that... i've not posted in a while though so <laughs> I... they, really they should still follow you It'll be so exciting when you do post, though, and people aren't going to want to miss that. Yeah, your return. <laughs> Instagram, too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Sam, we're super excited to have you back. Last time you were here, we were talking The Shadow of the Gods by John Gwynn, which was so much fun. And we've just been waiting for that moment to have you back. So we're super glad you're here. And as I understand it, you've prepared a nice uh, little list of books for us to talk about. Yeah, I've got five, but no doubt I will end up going over the five. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, whenever you're ready, Sam, these are books recommendations from Sam Book in Hand over at the Book in Hand blog. Sam, where are we starting? Um, I'm going to start with the first one that popped into my head when I thought about which ones I was going to do, and that is We Are the Dead by Mike Shackle. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. know if you've read it. Have no. you? No. No, we have not. We've had it recommended to us. I think we had an exchange with Mike, Mike Shackle, a brief one on Twitter at one point. It seems really nice. He is a really cool dude, and he's always engaging on Twitter, which is always really good. I feel like you almost enjoy the books more when you actually get to chat to the authors and stuff. But yeah, no, is just such a good book. Like it's what it's one of those that is just doesn't stop. Like it Mm. just goes and goes and goes. And it's, I don't know, it's probably like the first one I experienced, which was done over such a short time period. Yet so much happened, but Mm. none of it felt like, it was out of place and done too quickly because the way it was done. Have you ever watched 24? Yes. A little bit. Dylan. <laughs> Dylan, watch 24, just Dylan. A little, what are you just doing? a little. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Jack Bauer, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's 
it's based over like the 24 hours, isn't it? So you get like that feeling of like the real rush mm. of it. Whereas We Are The Dead is not quite 24 hours, but like over such a short period than your usual epic fantasies, which can be mm. years, months, whatever. And it was probably, yeah, the first book like that that I actually read and experienced to be such a rush and have such a, what's the word, prominent need to to keep moving and for time to be constantly moving. Mm. So, yeah, I think I watched um, a masterclass with Dan Brown, which the masterclasses are actually really good. And he was saying how it is creating that need that what thrillers have where there is constant time going and you need to keep going. And I think it's the first time I kind of saw that in fantasy and it's such a rush of an mm. experience to read. So that's, I think that's why it always stands out because it's short period. It's so fast paced. It's so action filled and it's got stupidly good characters in it. And yeah, it just, mm. you constantly need the next book. And I was lucky enough to read it. When I read it, I got the arc for the next book. So I read them both back to back. And I'm, Mike actually wrote to me being like, I think you're the first person who's read them back to back. Like, what was it like? <laughs> ride. A ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. That's so cool. So it sounds like it's fantasy, but with almost thriller pacing to it. And it just moves real quick. That's the the biggest highlight, and that's that's so cool. As someone who's been accused of being hasty before, I've always loved those really fast paced books. It makes me think of like the Poppy Wars one that I really like, like that, even though the time frame's longer. So it's yeah. it's cool to think of fantasy in this condensed setting. So. Well, that's it. I think that's what I I'd not seen before. Like obviously, when thrillers get written, they there's that impending fact that time's going to run out. Something's, they have a countdown and you don't really, as much in fantasy, there's always like the the lingering doom, you know, the, the big mm -hmm. evil. But like in We Are the Dead, there is a war, they've been invaded and like, it's then like the aftermath of that and how this place is dealing with it, but like different people from different places and how that all goes in. And it is just an outstanding book. Obviously, it's not the only reason to read it, if not just because of the pacing. It excels in every other area as well. But yeah, definitely one to check out that one. That's awesome. And, you know, I'm going to make a little connection here. I'm perusing Goodreads and who do I see but Will Gwynn over at the Brothers <laughs> Gwynn, whose father, John Gwynn, wrote Shadow of the Gods, which we all discussed, Sam Book in Hand and us, over on an earlier episode here. And he pretty much... Uh, according to his Goodreads review, rated it, you know, five out of five stars and said, one of the best debuts I've had the pleasure to read. And you can go ahead and check out his review on, on Goodreads and follow him on Twitter and check out the Brothers Gwyn and all that. But it's nice to see that it's all kind of within the family. And if uh, guys, if Sam likes it and Will mm. Gwynn likes it, what more what more endorsement do you need? I'm excited to try it because I love like action paced, thrilling, exciting stories so you don't need much more to sell me on this one <laughs> yeah no it's brilliant so yeah like you said on goodreads you can see straight away we've got will gwyn liking it patrick has reviewed mm. it five well 4.5 out of five nick borelli fan mm. david who is a good mm -hmm. friend of 
so many people yeah. in our community have all raved about it and i feel like if that many people are saying it's good then you could pretty much have to read it yeah i feel like we're missing out dylan i do too so i'm looking at the amazon page over here and seeing it says with all the grit of joe abercrombie mark lawrence and ed mcdonald ed mcdonald's blackwing which we keep i uh, i've been reading that one up a lot so these grimdark uh writers get in shout outs it says this is this is fancy with the sharpest of edges and then glenn cook the author of the black company which you've read charles Mm -hmm. uh another grimdark uh, feeling series said the next game of thrones about this (laughs) and to hear epic fit and it the word the phrase epic fan he's getting tossed around on here and i'm seeing these grim dark elements i'm hearing you sam say the pacing's great and stupidly good characters oh, so i mean what more <laughs> could we possibly need from a series that all of this happening i mean charles yeah, I you're know. the you know who controls the schedule over here but it's, <laughs> i know it's packed I, I know it's packed so i don't want pressure but i just yeah that's uh you're coming in hot there sam and I, we really appreciate it yeah, yeah absolutely with a big one it's, it's, you have to you have to move it up the, the schedule i think um oh, i think uh will grid actually moved it up his schedule as well mm. <laughs> well you're giving us all real fomo vibes here fear of missing out yeah. you know i feel like this is one of, I, I see all of our friends for viewing it reading it loving <laughs> it comparing it to authors we've read and loved so between all of that we it's like how could we not get into it <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so that's We Are the Dead by Mike Shackle. Definitely one, Dylan, that's crawling up our TBR. Yeah, for sure. Oh, we still have at least four more to go, maybe more. This- yeah. <laughs> Sam, how are you going to follow yeah. that one up? <laughs> when I was as well, I was like, mm, I'm going to have to do a few. I'll do a few that are like young adult. I'll go do a bit of this. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, most, most of these are kind of a little bit in the epic right. So I was like, <laughs> God damn it. But no, so. <laughs> I'll go down my list, and my next one on the list is a Voice of War, um, and that is by Zach Mm. Okay. Really, really this, and that's not how you pronounce his name. (laughs) But yeah, Voice of War is just, it's the first book of the Threadlight book. It was one of the F self-published fantasy blog-off finalists Mm. in 2020. Nice. Um, and it's just, it's so good. So I listened to Voice of War, the audiobook, and it, mm. it's quite, I think it's easily one of the best audiobooks I've listened to. Like, wow. It's wow. Just, yeah, it's, it's really good because his voice is just so deep and like <laughs> gravelly. Uh, I can't remember who, do you know who, you know, Alex from Blog Spells? Blog Spells? Mm. I, he said it reminds me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, God, what was his name now from Game of Thrones? Who was Daenerys' little side man? Jorah? Yes, said it sounds like him. <laughs> oh, that's a great voice. <laughs> the guy who narrates it is called Adam Gold. I don't think he's done too many fantasy books, but the man really should. Like, And obviously this is about the book, and the book is great. I think one of my... The biggest thing that I loved about the book is the magic system and the characters, which usually, yes, are great to, to, to enjoy. Um, and yeah, it's it's a really well-paced book. Um, 
it's not too fast, but it, it doesn't feel slow either. It's one of those that you just read and you read and you read. And by the end of it, you're like, God, I'm two thirds of the way through this book already. It is that easy to get lost in. Um, a lot of people mm. say it is very much like Brandon Sanderson. Now, I haven't yeah. actually read that much, so I couldn't really tell you on that one. But all I know is that when I read it, it is so good. And it's, it's quite... I don't know. I, it's almost got a little darker element to it. It's not really dark, but it's it's so well written. And the main character has like an inner voice, alter ego. I don't really want to say too much because I really don't want to give away the book. And the way that is portrayed is just amazing and continues mm. on the second book as well. And then, yeah, I'm trying to think. That's awesome. Yeah, usually when people say they love the magic system, recommending Sanderson is not that far of a reach. So I, I can understand yeah. that. I mean, I've not read. I, I no, well, I read um, what were it, Miss Bond honks ago, yeah. but I not tell you a single thing that happens in it. I read it that long ago, so that is on my list to reread. But everyone says, yeah, no, it's so much like Sanderson, and it's like, oh, that's really cool because if I really like that, then surely I'm gonna like Sanderson when I eventually read it. But. <laughs> yeah it's epic fantasy and yeah the magic system it's it's i don't even know how to explain it because it's just that magical that's such a cliche and sounds really (laughs) but no that's definitely one to read and it has reasons why it got so far in the competition with so many other books contending for Mm. the bots as well that's awesome to hear yeah and it's it seems, you know, it's, it's like a, what, 12 and a half hour audiobook. That's not so bad. You know, it's, uh, yeah. that's very tempting, right? We're big audiobook fans over here yeah. on FTF. We listen to audiobooks a lot. So that alone has me curious enough just to, just to pick it up for my next drive or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. It's not long at all. And it's just so, I really hope you guys have the same narrator as what the British one has, because you guys have different mm-hmm. directions. Is. so me and david from book meanderings are always saying yeah. because of in killer is done by two different people so i think is it oh really yeah. so i think american is i want to say what nick podell nick podell and then mine is rupert rupert dagas De- interesting yeah so you guys get different narrators to what we get in the uk and sometimes i feel sorry for you because like like priest of bones and the war of the mm. Throne Roses, I think. I can't remember it now. Um, has a really outstanding narrator, and then I recommended it to so many people, and they were like, "That's not their narrator." I'm like, <laughs> oh, still a great book. <laughs> still, a yeah, but completely different narrator. <laughs> right. Yeah, in case you didn't know that, that's a fun fact for you. Interesting. We'll have to yeah. double check then. <laughs> yeah, well, I love Nick Podell, by the way. For so I don't. Know. It sounds like you're really... Are you audiobooking Wise Man's Fear? I know you're reading that right now, Sam. First listen, I didn't... I weren't a huge fan, but I'd listened to it when I just started audiobooks. So I, yeah. I was getting into the groove of what I like to listen to. But now I, when I listen to it, I, oh, I could just listen to it for hours. Like, it oh, is, that's awesome. That's good to hear I, when your audiobook yeah. is like 40 plus hours long. <laughs> when I first saw the amount of time and it was like... I'm never going to finish it because you're just going to have an hour here, an hour there. Yeah. I don't even think I'm halfway through it and I've been listening to it for ages. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Sam, going back to Voice of War here, 
I I'm looking at here. First off, Zach, another guy that we've had exchanges with on Twitter, extremely, extremely nice. And he is, it seems like he so self-published Spiffbo Award finalist from last year then. And yeah. Charles and I have been really wanting to get more into self-published books here. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm a Spiffbo judge this time around. So I'm hoping to be contributing to all, all this. And uh you know, we Charles and I will say like a, a year and a half ago, I guess, is it at this point, Charles, when we first started? No, this, like, it's like guys- a year and a month. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) So either way, we have been not that long ago. We were just like going to bestfantasybooks.com, I think it was called, to find what books we were going to read next. And we've been really enjoying getting more involved with self-published books. And it sounds like Zach is one of the folks really leading the way in this great self-published fantasy. And I think he did come up, Charles, in that way back. We did book recommendations for fans of Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. Mm. And I believe that one of the first recommendations we got on that episode was Voice of War by Zach Gargoyle. So a lot of amazing recommendations and we've got accolades here with like the Spiffbo finalist stuff going on, Sam. So um, I'm excited. It sounds like hard magic system, epic fantasy, a young female protagonist. Yeah, it's got a lot of really great... um attributes to it like I said the magic is really good I don't want to explain the magic because I feel like the the more you learn as you read it just becomes more like awe-inspiring and paired with the world building like we all know I'm not a huge world world building you know lover Mm -hmm. I like it when it's there but Zach's world building is really really good and it's it kind of like drifts back to like really old school fantasy with like whimsical and really this sounds really stupid but magical elements like it's got <laughs> chroma walls and there's so much thought that's gone into it and imagination that it's just really good to to be an experience but it's all written so well into the writing mm-hmm. like it's exposition of trees and forests and wolves <laughs> like it's all shown to you <laughs> I feel like I just hit on world building every time I talk to you guys <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we call it world building for world building's sake. Yeah, when it's done well, we love it. But sometimes people get very excited about the worlds they build and it can detract from the narrative. But it sounds like that couldn't be more not the case with Voice of War. So I'm super excited to check that one out. I believe, Dylan, you're right. Both of these so far, We Are the Dead and Voice of War, have been recommended to us through our recommendation series before. So, I mean... the we're getting to when, when things come up over and over again you got to start paying a little bit more attention being like okay stuff is rising to the top now yeah they, 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 these are the ones that should be jumping the queues <laughs> we're getting further probe. uh well we're glad you're here sam to help us out with yeah. getting these in order and uh man already feel like we need to rush two of these and then we've got several more to go <laughs> still sam what's the next one we're gonna have to try and squeeze into our immediate schedule <laughs> okay well we'll speak we'll speak through some of these so we've got once in future witches by alex e Harrow. oh yes have we I'm read sorry, it? I remember your review. I remember your review of that. And I was just look I was literally just looking at it in a bookstore and reading like the 
just getting a sense for the pros. It's lyrical. Very, sorry, I, this is your yeah. recommendation, Sam. <laughs> I just remember your review of it, and I was like, I have to read this because of the themes and stuff that you talked about. But I'll let you talk about it. That's what <laughs> <me>. <laughs> I'll, I'll. Do you know what I'll do? I'll use my um my actual review that I did and the few things you can expect from the book. And like you said, Stroke, it is written so well. It is just really lush writing it's really powerful and it's got a lot of themes in it that need addressing are being addressed and it's really great to see it again it's another audiobook that is has a really fab narrator and I think the characters are a really good strong point for it it's a trio of sisters and they're all obviously witches and they've all got their different reasonings and I think one of the the biggest thing is when you've got groups of sisters and siblings, it's really hard to distinguish between the characters when you're actually reading them. Whereas on in Once the Future Witches, they are really distinguishable. So you, you get a feel for them a lot better. Um, but yeah, themes wise, it's got family, sisterhood, love, forgiveness. It's got a lot more and a lot more kind of, I don't really know how to explain it. It's just got a lot of themes that are being addressed and it is really, really good. Um, and it's a historical setting, which... I always kind of want to read, but then for some reason they always fall down my list when it actually comes to choosing my next read because that's exactly what I did with this one as well. <laughs> kind of looked at it and was like, hey, I'll read it later. And then one day it was just like, do you know what? I'm going to read this book. And I'm really so glad I read it because it's such a fab book. Hmm. And I think I think everyone should definitely give it a try because like I said, it's it's got such nice writing. It's got such great characters. It's historical setting. So it ticks a lot of boxes for a lot of people, I think. That's so exciting, Sam. Yeah, I the things that stuck out to me most when I was reading your reviews, the sisterhood, which it feels like is not explored as frequently as might be awesome in fantasy. You get more of that because we get so much, I feel like brotherhood is explored a lot. I mean, that has a very well-established, uh, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know. Theme. Just, uh, we've seen a lot of that in, yeah, a well-established theme in a lot of fantasy. I feel like sisterhood, we could get more of. We got a little bit there in uh, when we did Weird Sisters over with, with fiction fans, Charles. But um, We did. Uh, which was also Three Witches, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> and then this other bit of forgiveness, which I feel like forgiveness is, uh, it, it seems like the kind of thing that would be explored all the time in fantasy, but it feels like we're doing a lot more vengeance than forgiveness <laughs> these days uh, in the genre. So I was really excited seeing forgiveness, which is such an important part of life and therefore such an interesting theme to explore. Yeah, I think, like you said, kind of venge vengeance is, I don't want to say easier to write because writing is not easy. Like, but forgiveness is, I feel like it's harder to build the tension that you get from mm. big stories when you're just going to forgive someone come the end of it. But obviously, especially in this book, you've got the reasonings what's led someone to obviously need forgiving, why they are forgiving them and the decisions that come around from that. And yeah, no, it's just, it's just one of those really, like I, one of my notes on it was just, it's just winding and wonderful. Like it's, it's got so such a nice flow and it has ups and downs and ups and downs and like I said sisterhood of business it's just really great the setting's really great the characters are really great it's genuinely just a really good book one that I think yeah a lot of people should read yeah it seems that it's a recent release right I see October 2020 so it's been out for not that long um 
the cover is gorgeous too and i'm seeing people like npr was talking about it and like every major bookstores talking about it so it seemed like it really came out with a strong release and everyone's speaking so highly of it and like like dylan's mentioning all these themes that sound very interesting to me as well so it I don't know. It just seems like a, a different pace than what we have been going at reading things like Joe Abercrombie and Wheel of Time mm-hmm. and all of that. It, it just seems like a, a totally different kind of narrative. And then that to me is very enticing. I think that's why I enjoyed it so much when I read it as well, because when you read as like as kind of back to back as what bloggers do, it was just such a nice, refreshing, different book than what you usually mm. read it has all your elements of fantasy and so much more so yeah no definitely worth making it to the list <laughs> and awesome book that i'm gonna have to say as well <laughs> don't know if you've read it uh, the bear and the nightingale mm, i've Let heard of it but not read it yeah <gasps> bear and the nightingale tell us about it sam it's um it's another book that i read and it is like I think I've wrote in my review, I don't have anything written because I didn't literally think of it until now. Um, it's like a palate cleanser book. So I read it off like a big epic and then I thought, you know what, I'm just going to listen to that. And it was one of those books that you were staying up all night to read it. Like wow. you just didn't stop because it's, just, it, it's one of those books as well that gets described a lot. And I described it this way myself as an incredibly atmospheric book. You you're there you're you were literally in the pages with the book there is not often that while you you know you still feel the world building and stuff you don't actually feel everything that is in the book and that is what the bear and the nightingale does it's um three books um but yeah i've not read the other ones because i said i said i want to wait a little bit and then have it again as like almost like another palate cleanser so i can just be in awe of it yeah (laughs) and it's another one that will will go in raved about as well i think because i tried to get his brother his brother to read it and he was like and it was great too (laughs) that's awesome yeah that is uh that is the baron the nightingale by Catherine arden that's uh another one another good shaking up the the tbr you know a good palate cleanser you know we (laughs) we have dedicated ourselves to reading like all of wheel of time all the first lost stuff so we are going to be in desperate need of of palate cleansers along the way so this one sounds particularly uh striking to me dylan as one that we could use to kind of shake things up every once in a while Yeah, somewhere in between uh, like books 10 and 11 of Wheel of Time, we <laughs> definitely might be <laughs> looking for a palate cleanser right around then. But right. it, it's, yeah, Sam, I really appreciate it because I can tell just, just look at it. I've seen this like fairy tale sort of feel yeah. to it. And yeah. folklore, like kind of mythology. And I want to say historical because of the time it's set, but it doesn't, it hasn't really got much emphasis on that. It's more the magic and the whimsical. And mm. I don't ever watch Spiderwick Chronicles, the film. No, never. Guys, I'm, really? Fun. I'm familiar with this. You're out I'm, of our wheelhouse all day today, Sam. I'm familiar with the story, but uh, no. Well, we're going to say it gives me similar vibes to that. Like all these not everyone accepts that these kind of mythical creatures exist whereas the main character is like no they're definitely there 
and it's it's the mm. kind of the crossover between people understanding like the old folklores and coming into new religions and kind of forgetting the old ones and the repercussions of doing that in like a really cool magical atmospheric setting but that was that was the spontaneous one that came out from the ones of future witches somehow <laughs> but yeah another one to read now i could go on for ages but i'm conscious that i do waffle like a pro so i'm gonna end it on and I, i'm gonna say you're not gonna be surprised by the author but you never know the waking fire by anthony ryan the Waking Fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only read Blood Song by Anthony Ryan, but I love Blood Song. I mean, Blood Song is an absolutely incredible book, so yeah. it's a good read. Although saying that, we know you're a huge fan of Anthony Ryan, always raving about his work. I think you mentioned too on our John Gwynn episode, it's kind of like in your crew of like must read immediately authors. <laughs> Those two are going love it. My list of yeah. who read all the time. But yeah, the, the the waking fire is, do you know when you read a book, like like say you read Blood Song, you're like, wow, this is a really good book. And then you're like, I'm, I'm going to read more of this author. And you end up getting around to it. It's like, damn, this guy really up his game in this one. <laughs> like you was doing really well before. And then mm. you've put this one out and you've just gone even higher in the expectations. And so... The Waking Fire, a little bit about it, is it's got dragons. It's epic fantasy. I think mm. I talked to Zach about this one and he was like, it's adventure mixed with Indiana Jones with dragons. <laughs> and it's it's so rough and tumble and, and gritty. Mm. And it's based around dragon blood. So while the dragons are like, prominent in in the story of the world it's actually their blood that is your biggest kind of attribute that is written about so the blood is only certain people can digest and ingest the blood and it gives them like certain powers so there's different types of dragons green red Mm. blue black and then they go on the hunt for like an infamous kind of white dragon and it's the story of them on this adventure to try and find out this thing among various other things but Anthony does incredible characterizations. So he's got so many leads and they're just they're, they're so well written. And I always speak to Eleni about these. Um Trin mm. is also a fan of them. And I'm pretty sure he's got some absolutely brilliant Goodreads re- reviews as well. Absolutely. I'm reading here, I see Mark Lawrence popped in <laughs> and said, Anthony Ryan can write. In fact, he's annoyingly good. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like such a great compliment where, you know, you read something and you almost like feel that twang of jealousy or like, dang, how could he write something so good? You know, that's like a high, high compliment. And coming from someone like Mark Lawrence, who, you know, friend of the show, we're a big fan of his work. It it speaks highly to, to Anthony Ryan for sure. I have never read an Anthony Ryan book, but his books have kept coming up and up and up in our recommendations. And I know, Dylan, you've been championing the books that you've read by Anthony Ryan. So I, I need to get on this train. I don't know what I'm doing. Anthony Ryan was one of those authors as well there where I'd read Blood Song. And then whenever someone was like, oh, who are your favorite mm. three authors? He was straight on the list and I'd read one of his books. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty good book to say that that's, that's, the set point one book and then he's on 
favorites list straight away. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's incredible. And I get it too, because I, I love Blood Songs. One, my, I think I recommended it on that. We did that book recommendations for fans of King Killer, Charles, and Blood Song was the one that I want to make sure to mention because it's got this kind of telling a story to a chronicler type feel to it and of a legendary person. At, and it starts at the point of being. Uh, not fallen completely from grace, but definitely some of those elements there and looking back on their history and such an incredible book, an incredible story. And uh, Sam, I hear you talking about growth from that point with Anthony yeah. Ryan, which is, you know, you love, we love seeing authors grow as they keep writing and something that we tell, we talk about that with Abercrombie and Sanderson and all sorts of folks and just hear that Anthony Ryan's substantially improving from what I read in Blood Song is great to hear and so exciting. <laughs> and each book in the series gets more and more and better and better. It's like a lot of the books... I generally loved as the series as well, not just like the individual books. So it's really, it's always really hard to distinguish. She's like, oh, I recommend this book. It's like, I contemplated putting Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass on the list. Mm. I talked to you about it before. It's obviously a young yeah. adult. It, it's got a, it's a love-hate book. Some people absolutely hate it. Some people really love it. And I feel like, yeah, it's, it's a, a, a book that you can recommend but as a whole series is better and I think that's the case for a lot of these although saying that Blood Song is oh, standalone it's it's in its own right and yeah he improves or at least I think he improves a lot in the Draconis Memoria books as well mm. just wow. in everything like it's like he's kind of fine-tuned his character so he knows what kind of characters to put where what crazy elements to put in like there's pretty much in I want to say the second or the third book which isn't really a spoiler but hell um like a prison city <laughs> <laughs> so you mm. just that how that's written into fantasy it's, that's one thing this series does so well it throws in so many different elements that you don't normally put together and just works it wow. like just got yeah it's jaw-droppingly good and there are tons Ooh. of reviews <laughs> jaw-droppingly <laughs> good you gotta get that that <laughs> that would be great as like a blurb. Yeah, we got to send that over to Anthony yeah. Ryan. <laughs> Jaw droppingly good. I like that. In the in the tweet when we share this. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But yeah. Oh, that's awesome. The Waking Fire by Anthony Ryan. Yeah, Anthony Ryan's just one of those authors I gotta get on my on my reading pile. You know. It's been too long. Too many people have recommended him, much like every other book in this list so far. <laughs> I don't read enough. That's what I'm coming to realize. I need to read more. <laughs> some some curveballs out there. I feel like you've heard ones I've thrown out so far. <laughs> but yeah, I think there, there are just so many books to recommend. Like I've recently read the Priest of Lies books and the mm. The series up to present of the war for the rose throne and they are no, they're another book that is just exceptional like peter mclean is stupidly good like it that's another one so we'll, we'll throw that in as a recommendation but i won't go too much into it because again <laughs> could talk forever <laughs> <We'd be> on- <laughs> this is a podcast sam you know that talking is what we invited you here to do we're very excited to hear it. we're happy when you talk a lot you know that right <laughs> 
but there's a line and you never know some people just cross it (laughs) (laughs) that line (laughs) no you're well on the right side of that line sam (laughs) but yeah well then we'll throw priest priest of lies the war of the roads in there it's got peaky blinders vibes um Uh which a lot of people have said but it's so good the main character is just is too good not to read, so you have to read that one as well. Mm. But I'm there a is th- big Peaky oh, Blinders fan, so that's good to hear. Wow! Oh, then you're gonna have to read then. Yeah, I love the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> I was told that I could pull off Peaky Blinders hair at one point. Does that? I haven't watched the yeah. show, but it's like you know, you're cl- you're close. Like, you have a less exaggerated version of like, a Peaky Blinders haircut. Right, they do like the bangs or something. <laughs> but, I feel like yeah. we do injustice by not showing them your peaky blinders hair. Ah, <laughs> uh, the world is missing out. Dylan will find a way, I'm sure, of letting people know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I always do. So. All right, well, Peaky Blinders style book. I don't really yeah, Sam, you're throwing a bunch of references that are going way over my head. Um, but I, I know of Peaky Blinders. It's like, right? Yep, it's organized crime, gangster. Organi- yeah. No, it's gangster stuff. Yeah, it's my... Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah it's, yeah, it's gangsters. There's no other way to pin it. <laughs> you can't swing it as a mystery just to make me feel good <laughs> about myself. Try, try, try. <laughs> Swing and a miss. No. No. It is obviously the main character comes back from fighting in a really grueling war, which kind of gave me like Vietnam War vibes, like just so brutal, so kind of crazy. And he comes back to his hometown and it's he was the gang member. So then it's him kind of building his organization back up, but then it literally spreads and grows into so much more that you you forget the Peaky Blinders kind of origins and it becomes so much more and mm. it's just a really great book I want to say it's um written in like so one sole point of view like it's varies from fantasy whereas you have loads of points of view to just the one singular one yeah it's written in a way that you still manage to find and love all the other side characters as well which I feel is quite a skill to have when it's done purely from his point of view and his experiences. Mm. So that is a really, really single point of view. Did you say Sam? Yeah, just his, I want to say the name. I want to say it's Thomas, but mine has gone. Yeah. Thomas Piety. P-I-E-T-Y. Yeah. Mm. Yes. My internet really is apparently using all its, all its bandwidth right now with this this call and it's not like me load anything. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to transmit all your book reviews across the pond to us here. <laughs> but yeah, and then I was going to say Snakewood, which by saying Snakewood, I'm now going to say Snakewood, Snakewood. And that one is by um, Adrian Selby. Um, mm. And it's, it's a very unique book and I think that's it's another Marmite book, if you will. I think people either really enjoy it or just can't get into it. Um, but I really enjoyed it when I had it. It's now might say this wrong. The epistolary, epistolary is it, where the mm. book is kind of like from different accounts of different people. 
Mm. So yeah, that's a new word to me too, Sam. I'm learning uh, got, all sorts of things during this. Epistolary? I want to say that's, yeah. Google epistolary okay. and then... I'm Googling it. Google it. <laughs> Dylan's on the case. Of a literary... Yeah, of a literary, much like in Peaky Blinders, the well-noted mystery. I am on the case, and uh, it is of a literary work in the form of letters. So I guess it means that it's like a bunch of like letters written. To yeah, them. with Snakewood, it's done from, and obviously the narrator who I won't say like who it is. Um, and he talks through all these accounts of essentially what led to like the big events. And it's from say talking to someone who met him at this town and then it's done through one of his own accounts. And then it's done through the accounts of like a couple of other people, but they're all not, some of them aren't his own, you know, experiences of it. Mm. It's from done with someone else. So I think that's the, the big, the riskiest thing about it that people don't always like those kind of books and they obviously there's time hops there's bits of time jumps in them but it is once you've read it it is such a good book it is it is dark it is gritty like there are points where I was just like wow okay I was not expecting that but then goes mm. the content where it's got brotherhood in it it's got like one of the most brilliant things but it's got biological warfare in it and yeah in the way that obviously we're used to it so he, he's put a complete spin on biological warfare and it's like they use them like poisons and they have their own tolerances and it's such a big part of how these people fight and it's so so good but again it's something that when you read it and get to know it it's, it's really really unique and completely mind-blowing that's awesome. And I see like an Amazon like, oh, frequently bought together. Kings of the Wild is coming up by Nicholas Eames, which mm. is on our imminent TBR. Yeah, I've, I read that a while ago. It's um, very Dungeons. Is it Dungeons and Dragons there? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. Like it's it satirizes isn't the right word, but like. I think the fact that there's just like a band of people is like they're yeah. is why they're being compared. Yeah. It's uh favorite bit in that book was when um the rallying everyone. <laughs> I won't say more because <laughs> spoiler, right? But the big the big I I'm all for a rallying speech. Oh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a you, great scene. <laughs> yeah. So when you read like, wow, yeah, that's just that's really good. And yeah, I'm it's a funny book. Yeah, I'm excited for Charles to get to read that one for the first time. I think he's Charles is very musical, and that whole one is has a lot of those musical elements, bringing out the uh, it's um, the '70s band culture and all that kind of stuff. So I, I'm pumped for us to get into that. And I've heard um, back to Selby's work. I've I've heard really great things. We haven't gotten the chance to check his work out yet, but uh, sounds like a lot. Of, twists and turns and a very yeah. unique style to it they're all i think all the books he's put out are linked as well i speak to um dan about it. I, dan someone i follow on twitter and speak to is my go-to selby expert because <laughs> the books came out i want to say snakewood came out first then brother red then winter road um yet they're all at different time slots, but they're in the same world and i'm pretty sure he said to read it 
in pre-order of publication really because there are huge twists in Snakewood that if you were to read Brother Red, you'd know the twist before you've even started the book mm-hmm. because of like, kind of, um, I'm not even going to say and go into it because it was literally, I'm terrible, I will spoil it. A hundred percent. I have control over it. I really try to be discreet and try and do little half-truths, but it never works. <laughs> I spoiled Shawshank Redemption for my friends who'd never seen it. I spoiled something else. Things <laughs> wrong. Honestly, it is. It oh, wasn't bad. I'd call it a skill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. We love Shawshank over here. so We are Shawshank yeah. Redemption uh, fans. Yeah. <laughs> but you're a safe, well, I guess we, not when we're recording, but you're in a safe place to talk Shawshank spoilers with us. Yeah. And... <laughs> it was where you just, you so mindlessly say what, what the plot of it is from start to finish. And it's just like, all right, so yeah, this happens. I'm like, oh, you've not watched it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, we have to be careful of that sometimes too. We try and make a point to distinct, but sometimes we just get too excited and it sounds like yeah, like a series like Snakewood is just like too exciting to hold back. <laughs> Snakewood is, again, it's another one that's got so many twists in it. It's got really gruff, grizzled, bad characters. They've lived a hard life and they have that pessimistic outlook on everything. And it's always really good. I think, I want to say it said McDonald's book, Blackwing, that also has mm. that really big pessimistic vibe. And it's such a it's such a fun to read because you get such morally grey characters from it that mm. you don't know which way they'll swing in certain like encounters and battles and how they're going to react to stuff and well who's going to die it's a big one (laughs) yeah they're all really good gritty grim books yeah that's awesome we love gritty grim books here (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you mentioned blackwing and it sounds like so my experience with blackwing is that it has that twisted cynicism and like you're saying it's there's humor to it and it's kind of this uh, almost this absurdity to the cynicism. It's something that Abercrombie does extremely well too, which is poke fun at, at human nature in a way that is in some ways really cynical, but also very funny. It's like this twisted dark humor and sounds like Selby is able to capture uh, that as well. Yeah, really well as well. It, I, I want to say Snakewood was his debut and it's another one of those debuts mm. that you just be like, you have to have been writing for years, for years. There must be so many books that you've written and just not published because for this to be your first one going out is just mind blowing. <laughs> wow, high praise! That's awesome. Indeed. Yeah, but like I said, it's 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 a a different read and it's an ambitious and risky debut. But mm. in my eyes, totally paid off. But again, it's it's some people struggle to get into it, but you can't win them all. <laughs> right right i don't know sometimes when you get into these like really gritty pessimistic books you tend to to lose a couple readers and that's okay for me those are signs that like you know what i might actually this might actually be a kind of to my taste when i see some people get you know turned away by either the violence or the like nihilism of it i'm like okay i'm in (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's almost 
so you almost don't trust a book that has just nothing but perfect reviews. Like you can't be that good. Like mm, well said. <laughs> and I, th- yeah. I want to um, traveling cloak who said this. Every like is almost harsher on books like that where they just get such rave receptions that you almost read them looking for a flaw just to be like, no. You can't be this perfect. Something has to has to be lacking in this in this book. But they do happen. They just you don't want to feel like you're just following the tribe. And yeah, it's on that book. And something that tries to please all the people all the time. It's like, okay, what are you gonna do that's different and going to stick really well for me personally and my subjective taste as a reader? And it's like. I think that there's value to these things that have these huge mass appeal and everyone at least likes. And then for me, it tends to be this more controversial stuff that I'll latch onto as like, oh, but this one, that tends to be my favorite, like King Killer and stuff comes up. And that's one of the most contentious series out there. But the people like me who love it, they'll love it because the things that are making other people hate it are things that are making it different and making it something that is fitting for, you know, what I'm looking for. And, and some, and, you know, I'm Charles and I know you're loving it too, Sam. So that's always <laughs> great to hear. But then it's one of those books as well. That you're like, I don't want to finish it. I just want to keep going. Through. <laughs> I know. You can tell me stories all day long and I just don't mind. Yeah, sometimes you well, finish a book and you're like, yeah. what is life without this book going to be like? I don't know. <laughs> I'm enjoying it right now. <laughs> when I finish it, I'm going to be like, so, books, books, anyone? Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's such a well-written book. Wow, that's awesome. And and we're fortunate to have such a long list now, thanks to your visit here today. I haven't read any of these, which is truly I, fantastic for me. <laughs> there is there is no control. It just <laughs> joy. One book leads to another though. Oh, like, we love it, Sam. Nick Wood leads to Black One Week. book leads to another. That's a great line. Exactly. One book always leads to another. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> my, my blurb of life. One book always leads to <laughs> but yeah i'll um i'll leave it at that i've given i've give you i've given you enough already well we greatly appreciate it sam yeah. the, you, these this is a really impressive list here these are ones that many of them have come across our desk already multiple times our our fictional ftf desk that which is basically twitter <laughs> <laughs> just but no, we, we greatly appreciate you coming back, returning to the show. It's always so much fun having you on. Door is always open. If you, yeah. you know, like we said, one book leads to another. We, I'm sure we'll read one of these books someday and one uh, Sam Book in Hand collab will lead to another one. That's my hope. <laughs> You'll get sick of me, I promise. <laughs> no, no. I've been able Never to stick will. around with Dylan for 20 years. I wouldn't worry yeah. about it so much. <laughs> He's great. He's very patient. A lot of tolerance. I mean, yeah, you don't need more evidence than 20 plus years of dealing with me. So uh, Sam, uh, he could never get sick of you. Uh, I know. Well, neither Impossible. of us will ever get sick of you. Yeah. If... Well, that... Oh, God, Charles. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sam, is there anything you'd like the people to know about what you have going on before we play some of that outro music? Ooh, um, no, I think the only thing coming up for me is I've read Kings and Demons by Marcus Lee, and I'll be doing a blog tour mm. with that in mid mid to late july kind of region i want to say it's like the 25th it starts um but yeah so watch out for that fantastic that is something we will all look forward to guys check out the book in hand blog check out sam on twitter at the book in hand with an underscore there she she goes by sam book in hand so definitely check all of that out you will not and that insta Yes, Instagram, of course. Guys, when that next po- post drops, it's going to be big and you don't want to miss it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the book in hand underscore again on Instagram. So, yeah, big post may or may not be coming up. I'm not going to make guarantees on behalf of Sam. Of course, now I'm going to get my new theme stuff. So, that's essentially <laughs> pause on it. I was like, well, that theme's really wintry. I was like, we're not in winter anymore. It's <laughs> summertime. Oh, yeah. You take great pictures. I mean, I've been liking. I see. I've been liking them. I just, yeah, they're they're awesome. I'm loving this. It's really fun. I never thought book photography would be that fun, but it's quite good. There, but yeah, once I've once I've got it done, I'll uh, I'll post another one. Since you know, you've put the expectation out there. That one's gonna come now, guys. (laughs) Well, no rush, no pressure. I just know it's gonna be great when it's ready. You know, you can't rush these things. And yeah, no, your book photography is excellent. Like I'm just on your I'm on your blog as well. It's like, man, this looks like really good. You have a really nice aesthetic that you've managed to capture on your blog. So well done. Oh, (laughs) waking. Sorry, this waking fire picture is awesome. Uh, you're making me go on it now because I'm trying to think which one. Oh, you, wow, you're really going. And back. we are the dead. <laughs> back to back. Yeah, pretty much all of the books I've recommended will probably on that be on this be on Instagram because mm. I've got all of my Goldsboro books yeah. on there. That I see the sword of Kaigen on there. That's one I've been trying oh, to sneak oh, yeah. onto our TBR. <laughs> oh, missed opportunity there. <laughs> do you think that might make charles cry because that one is one that had we had recommended to us when uh, the thong of emberlane and i were leading up hashtag mission make charles cry and yeah what do you think does it have a chance to break charles's gruff bearded (laughs) exterior here and make tears Uh, flow from his eyes for the first time ever from a fantasy novel (laughs) 20 plus has he cried at a book no there's been tears that have swelled tears have swelled but never left his eyes never left his eyes two books made me actually cry cry and that was obviously the faithful and the fallen because that breaks Mm. you um and the sword of kaigan made me cry like proper sniffle cry like let me set some kind of back backstory i don't cry like period i'm hearing that only two all time is not yeah. a, a lot i mean it's more than charles but <laughs> yeah i i can watch the saddest films and a tear a tear will not <laughs> pass like my eyes my uh my other horse mom just says i must have a stone heart because they're like oh no eat my sister's keeper notebook i am legend which i was mm. going to what would do it but all the stuff like that just yeah it 
I don't know. I just don't cry. But yeah, those sort of Kagan threw, threw, threw a spanner in the works with that one. And I was just sat there reading it. And I was like, what? No. Um, okay. Breathe. This didn't happen. Something's <laughs> going to happen. Awesome. We're going to, we're going to do this. It's going to backtrack. This isn't happening. And then, yeah, it no. and it, it breaks you. So yeah. Wow. That's great to hear. I have been, you know, we we sometimes when we have a gap in our reading schedule, we'll pitch books to each other and Sword of Kaigen's at the top of my to pitch to Dylan list. So just to hear your endorsement mm. just further kind of solidifies that. I've been hearing that across the board. Like this one yeah. will break you. <laughs> yeah, it it's just so unexpected. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. If, Dylan, have you read it? No, it's, I own it. I have a Kindle copy of it, but I heard Charles was thinking about pitching it. I want to give it a, I don't know. I, I've had to resist reading it because I, uh, I'm trying to think who's, I think it was the Fong of Ember Lane uh, at, uh, over on Twitter. I think he's, I don't like, mess up his Twitter handle, but I think he was recommending it and it did really well in Spiffo. Did it win? I want to, yeah. 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 Now, it did do really well. And I remember Levi Jacobs said, like, that's the yes. reason it went so far was because no one could stop crying. And that was his comment that he made to me about it. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I think I started my review being like four stars and then just being like, actually, no, that's a life 4.5 stars. Like, it's, <laughs> it is pretty much a near, like, a near perfect book. I, I want to say it only didn't get the, the full stars because it's, I don't know, there was just something possibly the pacing I can't really recall because it's it's almost like I don't know how to explain it it's got like two climaxes <laughs> like mm, wow yeah it, the way you read it and you're like wow this is like epic peak and then it has another one like towards the end as well it's just it's yeah it's such a ride it's such a good book mm. it, that's another one that Patrick has raved um Hamad another reviewer who's got some really great ones has said it Eon has done it. Like the reviews for that book are phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like you, you have to put that in. Yeah, yeah. That's so one Spiffbo five. It looks like if I'm yeah. doing nice. correctly here. That's great. And yeah, that's high praise. It's one. So it says on. I guess that was Amazon from. Uh, uh, I hope I'm saying their name right. JC Kong. Uh, who's uh, another author said the poppy wars darkness meets the last airbender's elemental magic i haven't been so emotionally moved by a book in a long while so that's really really high praise and you know we love the poppy war by rf kong on here so then seeing that plus the magic of avatar the last airbender is oh i can imagine how elemental magic but don't actually read that much of it and it's yeah. probably favorite magics as well but yeah you just, there's not actually that many books that i've read with that magic system with it wow yeah elemental That's awesome ml ml wong's the sword of kaigen i'm saying all those things right but yeah that's i own that it sounds like charles is gonna pitch it it's gonna be a tough i don't know you're gonna have to pitch some two really <laughs> amazing books for me not to just chew and pick that one yeah so. i'm i'm working on it but that one's a strong contender yeah so i no, i'm really I excited book as well now what's that I feel, 
I feel like it has an audio book as well now. It, it didn't ah. at the time because it, it just had the paperback. Um, but yeah, I want to say it has an audio book. You have to double check that one though. So mm. you may go on your up your timeline a bit faster with that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good tip. <laughs> I feel like audio book move up the, the tbr a little bit faster oh for sure yeah so much than for sure agreed completely sam I, I don't know where i'd be without audiobooks <laughs> i've half the books that i've read if i hadn't made the made the transition to audiobooks because yeah it's easy to put it on while you're cleaning cooking just taking walking the dog driving right there where you can't physically read but you can still listen to it and they're just brilliant for sure only so many hours in the day and some of it has to be spent not reading unfortunately for all of us big uh fantasy fans here some of it can't be spent reading but that's when you throw throw in those headphones and (laughs) listen to that audio book like why would you not do something that you can do when you with reading at the same time we're multitasking we're making Making prime use of our times. Absolutely. 100% agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, Sam! Thank you so much. That that was. I'm glad we had that little tangent because I've been think that that book's just been in my brain for a long time. So good oh, to yeah. good to hear your thoughts on it. <laughs> and it was your Instagram that attracted me to a beautiful bookshot there over at the Book in Hand underscore on Instagram. You can go take a look yeah. at it, see what inspired our little tangent there. Absolutely. <laughs> through it now and i'm just like there are so many books i could have recommended i feel like i i feel like i should throw out some just honorable mentions we're ready if you have them i mean no pressure there's always another time to have you back on but if you have some we'd love to hear it yeah i won't go into detail i'll just give you the names of the books so purely from my instagram we've got legacy of ash by matthew ward i don't know if you've heard of it looked at it that is another absolute epic fantasy it is such a large cast it is a huge book and I feel like it's probably better for a well-versed fantasy reader, but still mm. amazing. Mm. Reached Out um, by, oh, I don't want to pronounce it because I will just say it wrong. So I'm just going to leave it at Ring Shout and tell you to Google it. Lycanius, Lycanius, Trilogy. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, you, that, David, and Laney, right? Talking about that one all the yeah, time. Yeah, we, we buddy read that and it was such a ride. It's just mm-hmm. so good. And then We Men of Ash and Shadow, which is another self-published book, which is, I want to say in this year's self, self-published fantasy blog off. Um, mm. You sort of Kagan, Race uh, the Sands by Sarah Beth Durst. Now that book is absolutely brilliant. Like you have to read that book. That one has to make it on your list. Wow. I'm going to tell you guys to Google mm-hmm. it and you guys to Goodreads it. Otherwise, I will go off on a waffle again when these are just all mentions. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's high praise indeed. They're, they're the ones I've thrown out. Oh, and Stormblood by Jeremy. Saul, Saul, Saul. Again. So, mm-hmm. oh, sorry if people listen to this soon. Yeah, it's t- this is the tough part of the podcasting life, Sam. Yeah, uh, you bloggers get to get away with it. <laughs> We just need to copy it off Goodreads and make sure we spell it right. <laughs> yeah. Pronunciation is huge. <laughs> it's yeah, a game it changer. It's an adventure. Yeah, trying to figure it out. 
Uh, we do our best over here, Sam. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for all these incredible recommendations. I see Charles writing all of them down over there. And oh, yes. Got a, yeah, we've got an amazing list. I'm sure our listeners have a bunch of, I'm sure their TBRs are crushing them right now with <laughs> all these amazing books immediately being added to the top. So I think now most of them are probably just wondering uh, which one to start with, um, mm. but it sounds like they can't go wrong with all these amazing recommendations that you mm. gave there, Sam. It's so awesome. I'm really excited to when we get to get into them. Good. I'm glad there's been some good. I feel like there's good variety there. You've got a bit of everything. <laughs> like, no, oh, yeah. no I'm, I'm very <laughs> impressed by the list, and I am super excited to... to dive into some of these, do a little bit more research, you know, organize the TBR a little bit. <laughs> I thought of Kygood. You if you if you don't break, there is no hope. Wow. Wow. Don't put that pressure on me, Sam. Because <laughs> you know Charles will just wall up again. Oh, I'm not getting my mic all over the place. I mean my I excitement. Think- He's definitely just going to lie to us. It's like, no, no, I didn't cry. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he definitely cries after every book. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, you know, it's like, I welled up just a little bit, but. Uh, <laughs> really, there was tears, there was tissue, there was nose blowing. <laughs> yeah. You're a, you're a blubberer, really, aren't you? You're a, yeah. You're a yeah, I had to call loved ones, you know, I had to do all those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. no i will i promise when we do get around to reading it i'm saying when because we will i, I will be honest with my reaction and who, who knows what we've got planned for it but i definitely will let the world know what's coming up because i'm looking forward to it you know that to me that's high praise when an author can invoke a strong emotional response whatever kind it is to me that means they're doing something right like that's such an incredible feat to to write something that gets someone worked up so i mean that i'll need much more praise than that for a book even for those of us with stone hearts (laughs) well said indeed (laughs) sam yeah maybe maybe there's hope for me yet you know I mean, crying's never great, but yeah, it's it's testament to a writer. What do you mean? <laughs> <Crying's> great. <laughs> Says no. the psychologist in training. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's good to get it out, you know? I'm just waiting for the, maybe Sir Kagan. Um, who knows what it will unlock inside of Charles if he's actually able to get tears out. So it's going to be, be big. The proverbial... Yeah. F- <laughs> that's right indeed (laughs) sam thank you so so much for coming on and gracing us with your presence and your recommendations i hope that we that dylan and i can get on reading some of these soon so we can talk about them with you share our feedback on them because you've just gotten me excited about these books so thank you for that energy and for your expertise today Oh, it's been great. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, guys. Again, the book in hand. We've said it all. Check it out. All the social media, the blog. You don't want to miss it. Yeah. And uh, Dylan, anything else before I get the outro music going? Yeah. 
just all the gratitude, sending it all Sam's way for coming on here. And we're so happy to have you. We're very excited for the next time we get to have you on. We just got to figure out what, what exactly the topic will be. But Sam, <laughs> we're, this is always such a pleasure. And uh, yeah, recurring guest. Yes. Recurring guest, Sam. There are not, we don't have a ton of those yet, right, Charles? It's, I uh, don't know. Levi Jacobs company. might be the only other one. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in You're in great company. company. Yeah. You, you and Levi Jacobs. Yeah. So thanks, Sam. This is, no. uh, yeah. We have a couple more, I, I think. We've yeah. been on other people's shows, but I don't know if they've. I'm, fiction fans and, and Sandra. Uh, Sandra Gibbons because they came on for Shadow and Bone but you weren't oh yeah I wasn't there for those but that's true that's true yep 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 fiction fan Sandra Gibbons okay so you're in fantastic company (laughs) this is about Sam and Sam thank you so much for being among you're among the two people who have actually been on multiple episodes with both me and Charles there (laughs) (laughs) there's so anyway thank you so much sam seriously all all jokes that this is this is so awesome and we're uh, we're pumped to get into these books we're pumped to have the chance to talk to you and yeah already excited about the next thing amazing all right guys well i'm gonna get that outro music going now so let's have it all right thank you everyone for listening to yet another very exciting episode of the friends talking fantasy podcast this has been charles dylan and our very special recurring guest sam from the book in hand blog if you like what you heard today first off check out sam book in hand i don't know how many times we have to say it before you go ahead and check those out at the book in hand on social media and then the book in hand blog and then you can check out the ftf podcast while you're at it over on twitter at the ftf podcast with the number one at the end and then ftf podcast over there on instagram and dylan if they want to support the show even further they happen to be listening on apple podcasts what can they do toss five stars to our podcast just find that friends talking fantasy page on the apple podcast app scroll down past all those episodes until you start seeing stars once you're seeing stars the optimal number of stars to click in order to support the show would be five of them if you have a little bit of extra time and you want to write a review then that's super helpful for a podcast like ours but just listening is more than enough thank you Yes, guys, just listening. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you again for coming on. We really appreciate y'all for being here and for listening. And as always, go forth and conquer, friends.